because you're mid and we know it. It's the Mid Podcast, your podcast for random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or any podcast platform. You can follow us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and leave us a comment on YouTube. You can also support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast where you have access to our random shit episodes. And you can also show your support by getting you some mid podcast merchandise. Head over to the midpodcast.com and get you some merch. We have sweatshirts, t-shirts, and stickers. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with Fluffmeister. Brendan? Hello. So what are we getting mid with today, Brendan? Same thing we get mid with every week. Wrestling. Our favorite topic, mostly. Yep. Is it sad that our life pretty much revolves around frickin' wrestling? Mm, No. Like, does that make us boring people? No. Just what we like the discuss okay so ready to get into some wrestling news always um <coughs> what do you have uh it's your handwriting yes i didn't know if you had anything uh that you want to discuss as i do all the work Wrestle Kingdom review? Are we going to do a Wrestle Kingdom review? Fuck yeah. We should do it right after Wrestle Kingdom. Oh. Because you know we're going to be lit. Oh yeah. Because we're going to have no sleep. We're going to be lit on some rowdy energy drinks and coffee. Yeah. Maybe we need to figure out how to stream on our YouTube channel and put do that. That would be funny. <laughs> You need to work on that. I will. You say I will and it never gets done. (laughs) I get busy. No, you get busy playing damn video games. They have nothing to do with trying to make our podcast more relevant. Our podcast is relevant. Enough. I'm kidding. It is not making us money where we don't have to work. I'm also in college. I am too. And mine is much harder because it's grad school. Sounds like a personal problem. You are going to be a personal (laughs) problem that I'm going to have to deal with. Anyways, wrestling news. Thoughts on Miro and the comments he made. If he leaves, he leaves. Oh, fucking well. Language. Steve don't like that language. If he leaves, that's fine. We're getting Mercedes. Are you sure about that? 90%. 90% sure. Okay. So, who are your top five men? men's act in AEW with the highest ceiling? Ooh. Ricky Starks. I have him listed. Takeshita. I do not have him listed on my list. Uh, 
powerhouse Hobbs. I don't have him listed either. Ethan Page. I do have him listed. And trying to think of somebody else who's young. That's not Maxwell. Um You will or Yuda. I don't have him listed neither. I think those would be my five. Mine are Swerve, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, Ethan Page, and Maxwell. And notable mentions would be Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and the Acclaim. Yeah. I forgot about Jungle Boy. But no, I could see those. AEW has a lot of good young talent. Mm-hmm. And if Maxwell jumps, oh well, he can jump and go be a PG version of himself. himself. And still have no memorable matches that anybody will remember. Okay. <clears throat> so WWE was scheduled to do a live event in India on January 18th, 2023. They have now postponed that event. Have they said why? No. You know what event they wouldn't cancel? The Saudi show because blood money. No, they signed a 10-year deal to do two shows a year over there. It's fucking stupid. So, your thoughts on Dax getting a podcast? Oh, boy. I'm going to have to check it out. No, I like Dax, but... I do. I'm going to have to listen to it and see. This first episode may or may not burn bridges with him and TK. Mm, I'm going to have to go listen. Because it's about punk. So... Yeah. You want to elaborate on that? I'll leave it at that. Like, good bridges, bad bridges? Don't know. I know they're fans. I know they're fans of punk. But also, their contract's coming up, so now they're trying to play both sides. They complained about the way they were booked in the WWE. You mean AEW? No, in WWE. Oh. Oh, I had to go listen to it. So, did you hear WWE has made changes to their well wellness policy? You just do cocaine, but you can't show a nipple on the internet. Well, I mean, that's one way of putting it. I guess Mattel is okay with people doing drugs. But Mattel's not okay with people showing a nipple or two. So, evidently, their traditional policy was on a three strikes and you're out basis. So, the first time, you would get a 30-day suspension. The second, you would get a 60-day suspension. Um, And both times you would lose your paycheck um the third strike 
You're fired. You would be fired. So They changed it because since, Roman's on two. Since the Riddle issue has come up, people are wondering if Matt Riddle would be fired upon his next suspension from the company because evidently he has failed two previous drug tests, according to Dave Meltzer. I don't know. And Meltzer said they've changed that rule, and it's because a couple of key people have had two suspensions <laughs> and were in a wrestling war, plus somebody with two could intentionally fail a test to get out of their contract. Well, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get out of your contract. But, no, I just find it weird that I think Roman's on two. I know Roman's on two. He's been suspended twice. And I think somebody else. But I forgot who it is. Well, now Matt Riddle. But just goes to show you that it's okay to do drugs in the WWE, but you post a nude. You're done. Absolutely horrendous. Oh! Oh, well, we'll talk about that later. Because it has to... They showed it on Dynamite. What else do you got? Um... There's rumors that Alberto Del Rio wants to come back to WWE. Good, have him. I don't give a fuck. Just be another letdown of a return that Triple H has had so far. Do you think he would come back? Fuck no. He's like punk. He's not worth the headache. Alberto Del Rio, it's not worth the headache of having him in your locker room. So I'm glad TK hasn't signed him. And plus, he's a terrible fucking human. Let's just say he has a few domestic violent charges charges against him. <clears throat> so, rumor was Thunder Rosa was backstage at Dynamite. San Antonio is her hometown, but she's not cleared till February or March. You think she's actually going to come back? I think so. Or you think she's going to try to get out of her contract? If she gets out of her contract, oh well, Jamie Hayter title run, I don't give a fuck. I got what I wanted this year. And that's my Jamie Hayter title run. And I'm getting an Athena title run at the same time. I'm not upset about the women's division. No, uh, they got a pretty good women's division. I. So if you tell me that if Mercedes comes in and TK loses Thunder Rosa, that's a big fuck no. I mean, would you rather have someone that can cut promos and be the face of the women's division or have Thunder Rosa? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I like Thunder Rosa, but... I was never a fan. I will admit that. 
But you compare her to Mercedes. That's like comparing apples to oranges. You can't do that. <coughs> Mercedes is on a whole different level. That is true. I think I'm going to skip the last one. What's the last one? We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Oh! I got something else. Oh, I've got plenty more on my phone. I got a rant. <coughs> Fuck Booker T. Okay, you're going to go into your rant now? Yup. Okay, have at it. Fucking hate Booker. For somebody... He has a... Sometimes people don't need to talk about what's going on in a company they don't work for. That's Booker T. The dude shits on AEW more than he talks about his own goddamn fucking company. And let's just say it's the company where his former boss um, said the N-word in front of him on national television to John Cena, had Triple H be racist towards him, who is now his boss. But no, I'm going to suck the dick of this fucking company because, oh, well, they signed my paycheck. It was, that's fine, but you don't have to go out of your way to shit on AEW every fucking minute like he does. There's a reason he's a shitty fucking commentator and nobody listens to a shitty-ass fucking podcast. There's a reason we're better than this fucking podcast. But no. If you don't work for the fucking company. And you work for the rival. Shut the fuck up about what's going on in the other company. That has nothing to fucking do with you. Fucking calling AEW fans a cult. Every fucking. Every sports team. Every fucking actor, actress, etc. They have cult-like fans. You're, but the call-out... Hell, fucking Impact has cult fans. Nobody watches Impact. I mean, fuck, Impact's Besides better me. than the shit they put on Tuesday nights. And on Monday. And on Friday. I fucking hate Booker T. Uh, I can see that. I don't hate him as much as Alfred. Because I do have some respect for Booker T since he's a legend in this business. But he needs to shut the fuck up and focus on his own goddamn company and make it better than what the fuck it is right now. And I'll leave it at that. And I'll say no comment. Okay, what you got now? So, you know how people go around talking about the greatest wrestler of all time and stuff like that, calling certain wrestlers the GOAT? Yeah. I have one that, based on their record, should be put in that category. As being a goat of a wrestler. And that is the phenomenon AJ Styles. Oh, AJ is most definitely a goat. This is his wrestling record. 
He is six-time TNA X Division champion. Yeah. Three-time NWA World Heavyweight champion. Three-time United States champion. Two-time TNA World Heavyweight champion. Two-time IWGP Heavyweight champion. Two-time WWE champion. Intercontinental champion. And Ring of Honor Pure champion. No, he's definitely going in the Hall of Fame no matter what. It's fucking AJ Styles. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. But when people talk about goats, they very rarely bring up AJ Styles. He's... He is like... How do I put this? He is like the Eli Manning of wrestling. Really good. And has the stats to back it up, but he just goes under the radar. That's how I feel about Eli Manning. Like, yes, Eli Manning has the two Super Bowls and was a great quarterback. But when you talk about goats, you think Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Dan Marino. Which I don't think Dan Marino was that good to begin with. Um... Drew Brees. Did I say him already? I don't remember. And, I mean, now you got, what? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Russ before this year. Yeah. Or Ben Roethlisberger. True. Except I don't think AJ has two mm, unconsented sex cases against him. Like the former quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am a proud Steeler fan. Thank you. But that's all I got. On that information. But no, AJ is definitely going in the Hall of Fame. So, I'm going to name you four wrestlers in AEW. And tell me which one out of those four you think will be a world champion. Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen, Swerve Strickland, or Malachi Black. I can see Swerve and Malachi more than the other two. I can see Eddie being a world champion. I just don't want it. I I can see Eddie like as an All-Atlantic champion. But I don't think... And I like Eddie. I just don't think he could carry the company like somebody like a Kenny Omega, like a Swerve, Malachi Black, Keith Lee... Uh, Hangman, Adam Cole, stuff. I don't think Eddie is on that level of star power. Eddie's really good in the ring, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's able to draw like other people in that company. I'm going to name 
the four major wrestling promotions. And you tell me who stood out in each one. So for WWE, who do you think stood out the most? This year? Mm-hmm. Seth. For AEW. Tony Storm. Oh, interesting. Impact. Josh Alexander. And New Japan. Okada. Wow. I figured you'd go with Osprey. He's your boy. So, you know how everybody bitches about ratings. Yeah. So, in your opinion, why does AEW struggle to grow their audience and what changes would you make? Because AEW doesn't go to the casual viewer. That's... You're going to have your 900,000, the over a million, just over a million every week. But... It's not supposed to be for the casuals. It's supposed to be for the hardcore fans. And what changes? I wouldn't make a single damn change besides the presentation. Mm. But we'll get into that later. Next. I'm going to name... Three wrestlers, you tell me which one you would release, which one you would bury, and which one you would push. Okay. Cody Rhodes, Okada, and Hangman Adam Page. Fuck. Why is that three dudes I really fucking like? (laughs) God damn it. Because I'm good like that. Which one are you releasing? Release Cody. Push Hangman, Barry Okada. Damn! I think I would bury Cody, push Okada, and release Hangman. (laughs) (coughs) That was a shocker. Oh! Saw this idea the other day that we talked about. A women's blood and guts match. Yeah. So, we haven't really did our stuff. No, but we got some people. So, who would you like to see in it? We'll just do that. Or would you like to see it? Let's. Yeah, hell let's, yeah, I'd like to see it. Let's go, would you like to see it? And then on the next episode, we'll come up with our teams. Yes, I would like to see it. I mean, everybody... Speaks about equality and women should be equal to men. We have a men's blood and guts. If the women want to do it, let them do it. Yeah. Which it never happened. But if, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to see it. I think some of the women would be on board. I mean, we had that match with, uh, shoot, was it Anna Jay and Tay? We had that. We had. I forgot who they were wrestling against. The Bunny and Penelope Ford. Yeah, like, I enjoyed that match. And people got pissed off because women were bleeding. But we had the Steel Cage match with Britt and Thunder this year. Yeah. We had 
What other matches did we have this year with the women that were violent? Tony Storm broke her nose. Tony Storm and Hater was hard hitting. Tony Storm and Sheeta was hard hitting. Britt Baker broke her nose. Oh, uh, there was that lights out match with Britt and Thunder yeah. last year or the year before. Yeah. So the women can do it. It's just a matter if you could get. I mean, hell, you could do four on four. Because that would be five on five. You could do a four on four women's blood and guts match. And what I would do is have the two blood and guts match the whole show. You do a women's blood and guts, you do a men's blood and guts, and you put it on a Saturday night. Put it on Saturday night in, like, the summer. Oh, yeah. Just let them go at it. Interesting. That's what I would do. Yeah, but I wouldn't be opposed to it if that's what they wanted to do. So, have you realized that AEW has done Rumble-style battle royales in singles, tags, and trio formats? Yeah. Thoughts on it? I like them. Can never go... Well, no, I can't say you can never go wrong with the Royal Rumble, but... uh, 2021! That happened. And the 2015 Rumble happened. Mm. So, we're going to go back to your release, Barry, and push. I'm going to name you three. Okay. You have John Moxley, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Uh, cut Roman. Wait, no, actually. Release Moxley, bury Roman, and push Seth. Wow. <laughs> I'm taking Roman into a bitch. How many returns to WWE do you think are too many? All that Triple H has done so far. Okay, so I got another release, bury or push. <laughs> Pack, Malachi Black, or Andrade? Cut Andrade. I don't know. Push Malachi, Barry Pack, release Andrade. Yeah, that's what I would go with. See if I have anything else. Oh, would you like to know the top 10 longest women's matches in AEW? Uh, Jamie Hader and Tony Storm's up there, right? Yeah. So, at number 10, you have Emi Sakura and Tony Storm. They went 7 minutes, 11 seconds. <clears throat> you have Sheeta and Deeb. They went 7 minutes, 12. Then you have Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. That went 7 minutes and 2 seconds. Then you have Emi Sakura and 
Mia Serga fighting Riho and Willow. That went 7.3. Then you have Riho versus, I don't know how to say this lady's name, Yuka. Yuka, whatever her last name is. That match went 7.32. Then you have Serena D versus Thunder Rosa went 7.33. Then you have Emi Sakura and Serga versus Sheeta and Storm. That match went 7.35. You had Sheeta versus Sakura went 7.84. Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter went almost eight minutes at 7.9. And Jamie Hayter and the Sheeta match went nine minutes and eight seconds. How long does women's matches in WWE last? Two to four. That's That can't be right. That Tony Storm and Hayter match was longer than that. Physical wrestling. It just seemed longer. That was at least 20 minutes. And the Sheila match and Hayter match was at least 12. That's wild. So what do you think about the new trademarks AEW's filing? Uh, wrestling ball? Interesting. See? That's why they're filing it. They go, uh, do what was we talking about at lunch today? AEW sponsoring a bowl game. Yeah, for college football. (laughs) I don't think that's a bad idea. No. It would make good business sense. So, you know, we have the best of seven between the Elite and Death Triangle. Yeah. So, somebody... I said that they feel like it'll go seven. However, it's going to end with Ray turning on Penta. I can see it. Probably. Yeah. And then Koto Ibushi comes out. I don't know. I don't know if I want them to break up the, the Lucha Brothers. I want to see Penta go after the world title. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing Penta go after a world titan either, but can't they still be a tag? I mean, they could, but that's no fun. And that's all I got. Um, For, like, just random news happening in wrestling. And I haven't checked today, because I've kind of been busy. So, now it's time to get on the Dynamite in Rampage. I suppose if you don't have nothing. I don't have nothing. <coughs> so, what was special about this dynamite? Uh, well, Holiday Bash. And weren't we supposed to be boycotting this shit? Guess what? We weren't. We were supposed to be boycotting. No, we weren't. <laughs> it sucked. I was li- I was there live last year. And then TK made a promise that he didn't keep. Hell, typical man. 
Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay is unstable and unintelligent. That's why he fails. Well, damn, Kenny, just say how you feel. That match is going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. But, okay, let's get on with Dynamite. So he started off with absolute Ricky Starks doing a promo. Looking fine. Looking like he is a star. And he goes on to say, at least he lost like a man. Says Max doesn't have any balls. And he proceeds to grab his crotch. <laughs> um, calls himself Stroke Daddy. And gets interrupted by Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society. I put, I do love the Judas song, though, so I wasn't mad about it being interrupted. <laughs> <clears throat> so we see Jericho comes out with Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Jericho proceeds to say that he's been watching Starks for a long time and says that you are not a dollar store version of anybody. You are a million dollar talent. And that Jericho wants Starks to join the JAS. And that Ricky Starks just needs a little Chris Jericho. (laughs) I am quite sure there's probably some women that need a little Chris Jericho in their life. You not being one of them. No. Uh, I like Jericho, but no. Um... Starks has a shocked look on a look on his face, <clears throat> and he goes on to tell Jericho that he knows how to stay relevant, that he constantly evolves. Um, just a few months ago, you were coming out here built like an air fryer. <laughs> now you look, now you look lean, mean. You're shredded. You are dressed like a single father on his fifth divorce. <laughs> I actually love that. Ricky kills it. What's a great promo for He Ricky? goes, the offer is tempting to join your little boy band. I'm going to say, hell no, I don't want to join JAS. You think I want to be a part of the club vampire? Says Jericho lost to Action Andrade and that his stock has dropped. Then he goes on to say the J in J-A-S might as well stand for jobbers. (laughs) And the crowd begins to chant jobbers. The look on Jericho's face was priceless. And then he proceeds to call Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia jazz holes. (laughs) And proceeds to tell them that they haven't done anything. Starks goes on to tell Jericho that I'm not going to let you suck the life out of me, but I have something you can suck. And he begins to act if he's going to pull out his private areas. And then he goes on to say, I understand if your appetite isn't big enough. (laughs) There is so much I can say just for those few lines, but we're trying to be professional. Are we though? 
We're trying to be professional. Okay. But I would not turn down one Ricky Starks. <laughs> <clears throat> I would be a cougar for Ricky Starks. Um, then he proceeds to say January 4th, new CD, new AEW, Jericho versus Starks. Then we see Hager from behind, and then the JS coming to the ring and begins to beat down poor Ricky. Jericho's directing traffic. And then Action Andretti comes to the rescue and takes out the JAS. Could you see them tagging in the future? Maybe. Uh, maybe a tag going after tag team? No. No. Just then maybe having like a match or two against the JAS and that's it. So your thoughts on all that? Ricky Starks is a hell of a promo. Also, imagine being called a fucking air fryer. That's one of the <laughs> best insults I've ever heard. So somebody pisses me off and tell them they look like an air fryer. <laughs> I mean, but was he wrong, though? No. I mean, Jericho was a little on the chubby side, then got himself into shape. And, I mean, for Jericho's age, he looks really good. Yeah. He's what, 50? 51. Damn, he's old. He's not that much older than me, dipshit. You're not old. Anyway. So next we get the Elite versus the Death Triangle in a no disqualifications weapons match. Well, yeah, that's what a no disqualification is. And we have chaos in the ring and I'm all for chaos. Love chaos. Chaos is fun. This is why I like AEW. Because TK Brain gives me chaos every Wednesday. I'm going to get some type of chaos. Most of the time you will get chaos. And I'm down for it. Yeah, chaos is awesome. We see Death Triangle flying around, taking out the elite. Then we see Brandon Cutler dressed as a damn elf. (laughs) And if you watched BTE on Monday, you actually seen the boy had shit in his beard. Yeah, Christmas lights in his beard. I didn't know decorating your beard was a thing, but evidently for Brandon Cutler, it is. <laughs> you do you, Brandon. You do you. It was funny. So Brandon gets in the ring. He stops the hype man, Alex. <clears throat> Alex stops Brandon, and Brandon sprays him with the cold spray. Ain't that cold spray expensive, and you have to buy it yourself? I wouldn't be wasting it on the hype man. Eh. Cutler probably buys them in bulk. <laughs> he gets bulk cold spray. He gets them from Costco. <laughs> <clears throat> then we see Penta with a trash can to Omega. And he put the trash can between Omega's legs. Uh, Penta, I don't need you to be hurting little Omega there. <laughs> How do you know it's little Omega? Well, it probably is big Omega, but I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I would be willing to find out with my ruler and everything. 
<laughs> I will measure, <laughs> you know, for research purposes. Uh-huh. As a grad student, I research a lot. Uh-huh. What? Sure. Do I not do a lot of research and write papers constantly? You do. Yes, that's what grad students do. So, for research purposes, I need a ruler. No, not when you're a history major. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for this type of research, I had to have a ruler. Um, then we get the crowd chanting, we want tables, which I'm kind of over. Like, I think that's one of those chants that needs to go. That and the what chants. And then we have Death Triangle beating poor Omega. Then we see Pac with a chair to poor Nick Jackson's ankle. Omega throws the trash can and hits Pac with it. And then Omega pulls out a barbed wire broom. <laughs> and evidently, this is not the first time he's done this. Omega takes Phoenix's face and slams it into said broom. Ouch. That hurt me just watching on TV, sitting on my couch. Yeah. That no feel good. Then we see Matt Jackson with Phoenix and he drops him on a chair. He gets the pin, <clears throat> the elite win, and then we see Death Triangle beating the elite and getting the elite all bloodied. And poor Taz tries to say the uh, phrase they have that they may have won the battle but not the war, and he got tongue twisted. <laughs> so your thoughts on that match? Was fucking. I think it was the best match in the series so far. So far. And our next match is False Count Anywhere. False Count Anywhere. We have an idea for this match. They destroy the set. You make it the main event, and it you destroy the set since you're getting a new one next week. That would be awesome. Yep. So, moving on, <clears throat> we get a MJF promo video package. Um, it was footage from last week where he was running away from Brian Danielson. He claims Danielson stole his moment. Um, I didn't think this is one of the best MJF promos. Um, he says everybody wants to ride his wave. Eh, I don't. You don't want to surf on that wave with MJF? Nope. Then we get an Action Andretti promo. I put he looked very nervous. And then we get Daddy Magic and Parker shows up. And then Jericho hits him with a fireball. So are we getting Wizard Jericho again? Since uh, the Ocho lost. I hope not. Um. Then we get a Brian Danielson promo. Um, he's asked where it leaves the Blackpool Combat Club. He says he don't expect them to forgive William Regal. 
Danielson goes on to say that he was trained by Shawn Michaels and the crowd chants HBK. Says Regal taught him there are consequences to your actions. And says Max will face consequences, calls him out. But instead, we get all ego Ethan Page, which I am not upset anytime Ethan Page is on my screen. And Stokely. And Ethan goes on to say that he would have beat MJF. Danielson go, replies and says, talking to Stokely, that the glare off your head is distracting. And Stokely calls him a raggedy bitch. You raggedy bitch. Then Danielson re- tells Ethan Page to come and turn him into a vegetable right now. Ethan says they'll have their match next week in Colorado because he's not wrestling in crappy San Antonio. I don't blame him. Speaking of Colorado. Then we see backstage Maxwell looking on in his Hanukkah suit. But speaking of Colorado, they announced the uh, meet and greet for tomorrow. It's the acclaimed Dan Houghton and Ruby Soho. So Matt's caster tweeted out meet greet skeet. <laughs> I want to meet Christopher Massachusetts. And then he said, come scissor the acclaimed before AEW Dynamite. I have scissored Max Caster before. We scissored half of the acclaimed. Yes, we've scissored half of the acclaimed. But we got to meet Max Caster when we were in Norfolk, Virginia. (coughs) Moving on. Then we get a John Moxley promo. I love them. Like, Mox's promos have been, like, badass. They have. So he tells Hangman that they can keep this up as long as he wants. They can trade fists, brawl. When are we going to settle this in the ring? Or are we? And then he goes on to say, but what is there to settle? You got knocked out. What did you think would happen when you signed on to that match? What did you think I was trying to do with that clothesline? Comb your hair? He goes on to say that it's not my issue. You have a glass jaw. And that makes me good at my job. Yeah. Your job is to hurt your opponent. Then he goes on to talk about Darius and him being injury prone. And says, I guess that's my fault too. Then we get a... Samoa Joe promo. It's a nice little holiday promo. I'm digging Samoa Joe as a heel. Yes. He says he's going to give Wardlow... He's going to give him more than Wardlow asked for. This match? Give him like... I don't know. You got two powerhouses. Give him like eight to ten minutes. Maybe. Maybe. It definitely won't be a squash match. No. So next we get Hook versus Exodus Prime, who is Optimus Prime's cousin. Not really, but I always say that. We like the thing. Hook begins throwing punches on Prime. It is somewhat of a squash match. Um, I feel they need to rebuild Hook. Hook locks in the red rum. And gets the win. And then we go to a backstage where we see Stokely, Lee Moriarty, and Big Bill. 
beating up Jungle Boy and throw him in a dumpster. Would you go dumpster diving for Jungle Boy? No. Neither would I. So, going back to what you said about rebuilding Hook, how would you rebuild Hook, though? Because right now, he's still trying, because Hook's what? Early 20s. Has to be around the same age as me. I think he is 20? I'm not quite sure. I know he's very young, so that might have a lot to do with why he's not on TV. But you have to think. He's 23. So he's still young. Yeah. So they're still probably trying to give him reps and stuff. But I think right now it's the perfect thing for Hook, wrestling these jobbers and getting um, reps. So when they decide to push him more, he's ready. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Because they put him with Danhausen to, to do a little comedy stuff. And, you know, people don't like comedy and wrestling. Done right, it's nice. That was done right. Hookhausen was done right. Orange Cassidy is done right. The Acclaimed is done right. So, can I move on now? Yep. So, next we have John Moxley versus Darius Martin. Um, I was a little upset because I love me some Mox entrance. Just so I, I can say I hate this fucking song from Major League. <laughs> <laughs> and it went to Pitcher and Pitcher. That was a very crappy time for a commercial. Yeah. And we see Claudio comes out with Moxley. Um, Darius comes out with his brother, Dante. They lock up. We see Darius trip up Moxley. He gets a drop kick on him. Then Mox sends Darius into the rails. They begin fighting in the crowd. Moxley suplexes Darius onto the concrete. Anytime someone gets suplexed on the concrete, it just makes my back ache. Then we have Moxley looking at Dante, and Darius comes flying through the ropes. Um, I put Darius was holding his own with Mox. He was. Um, Mox hits the Death Rider and gets the pin. I thought it was a really good match. Mox kind of put the kid over. There were some people saying that Mox wasn't selling for him. But I don't think that's really Moxley style. No. Because Mox is the hard-hitting badass. It's going to take a lot to knock him on his ass. But I still think Darius got over. Yeah. Or am I wrong? No. 
But yeah, I enjoyed the match. Any more things to say about the Moxley-Darius-Martin match? Mm, mm, I hope you saw it, it was a good match, and I hope they're on it back again. Maybe. Then we have FTR versus the Guns, and of course, we have the worst ref in AEW to ref this match. Um... We see Dax having trouble with his hip butt injury. Cash comes in. Giving nut drops to the guns. <laughs> um, begins fighting outside the ring. We see the guns are in control. Dax throws some rights to Austin. Gives a clothesline to Colton. We see Cash flying through the ropes to take out Colton. And Austin gets the pin on Dax with help from Colton. And FTR is currently on a three skid losing streak. It's tough. Does this include final battle? Yep. Interesting. I did not see the guns winning this match. No, not at all. So that was really cool, them putting over the guns. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they're playing it like, oh, we were not fully 100%, so you got one over on us. Next time, we will be 100%. And, and we're whoop kicked- your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Then we see Jay Lethal and his crew cut a promo. Who in the hell... Thought it was a good idea for Sanjay Duck to rap. I wasn't laughing at this because it was funny. I was laughing at it because it was horrendous. I put in my notes, please never show that again. Never. Never again. Next, we have the Swerve Lee face-to-face. We have Rick Ross to mediate. You a big motherfucker. We gonna talk about that. Um, Rick Ross says to Keith Lee, you a big motherfucker. They do not bleep this out. Somebody getting a fine. <clears throat> TK. Um, somebody probably got their butt chewed out. Tony Khan. By network. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure this was not approved. Mm-mm. But Rick Ross probably gave TK the money back. Well, that may be true, but if he's going to be on AEW, he's going to have to start playing by the rules. Yeah. Just a little bit. <clears throat> I thought Ross was going to take Lee out for Swerve. <laughs> I did too. Um, The whole segment was very cringe and probably one of the worst segments I've seen in AEW history. Yeah. Which sucks because I like Swerve and I like Keith Lee. So Ross kept asking for Swerve. The crowd kept waiting on Swerve to come out. And as they're waiting, Ross keeps saying, we're coming to make history over and over. And he also referred to Swerve as a young legend. So those two phrases he kept using over and over. Swerve finally comes out and says, we're going to do things his way. 
Lee gets jumped by Parker Brodeur and some guy that looks like he just got out of prison. This dude's a former baseball player and he had, he could hit. Come to find out, said dude, and I forgot to write guy's name down, has been training with Jay Lethal. It's not a bad person to learn from. And I do like the mogul affiliate shirt. May or may not happen to be checking out Shop AEW and dropping more money. It is a badass shirt. <laughs> I think in 2022, I have probably spent almost $400 just on AEW merch. Probably more. I spent 140 in Norfolk when we were at the show. I couldn't tell you how much I've spent ordering it offline. Ooh. I'm guesstimating about $400 in merch. Let's see. What do we we bought a puncture at Raleigh? What did you get in Raleigh? Cause we got my puncture. Oh, I got my zipper pudding. Yeah, that was that was like sixty dollars. My puncture was thirty five. Mm-hmm. So there's ninety five. Then all the shit we bought online. Mm-hmm. See, it's an FTR shirt, three hater shirts. I was about $150 right there up front. Uh. Then I dropped another $100 when I bought that Moxley shirt for you and some other stuff. Got a Moxley shirt. Dropped 140 in Norfolk. We dropped... What shirt did I get in Norfolk? The Scissor Me Daddy. Oh, yeah. Got a Dan... No, Dad bought me the Dan Housen shirt. No, I didn't buy the Dan Housen shirt. Um, um, You got your Adam Cole shirt in Greensboro. Yeah. And I got my Dynamite shirt in Greensboro. Uh-huh. My Adam Cole hat. Yeah, we got that. I had to buy two Jamie Hader shirts because you got the wrong size in one. So now I have a Jamie Hader shirt, which I'm not upset about because I do like Jamie Hader. So we can twin one day. Yep. Twin day. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I probably spent about $400 on merch. Yeah. That's not including your United Empire shirt, your Ring of Honor shirt. Oh, yeah, I've got a Ring of Honor shirt, a Wheeler Utah shirt, <laughs> a Blackpool Combat shirt. Oh, and that's not including every uh four months I get the All Elite crate. That's $50. <coughs> yeah. So that's $100 right there a year. But. Is that man worth me spending this much money? Do I love Tony Khan that much to be spending that kind of money? You are trying to support the Mercedes to AEW train by spending money. And then I'm going to be dropping money because I'm going to have to buy me some Jacksonville gear since they in the playoffs now. They're not making the fucking playoffs. And I still got to give me some Fulham gear. God. Bandwagon. Anyways, main event time. But I really do like the pink warm-up jacket Fulham wears, though. Anyways, main event time. I need a sugar daddy so they can just buy me merch. Who cares? Main event time. We're not done talking about 
Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, so they put Keith Lee on the table. They place a cinder block. It was on stairs. Oh, on the stairs. They put a cinder block on his chest and Swerve jumps off the top rope. That part was probably the best part of that whole segment. Mm-hmm. And Rick Ross calling Keith Lee a big motherfucker. <clears throat> and we're going to skip the main event because it was boring as hell. Nobody cared about it. Bullshit. <laughs> um, our main event was Jamie Hayter versus Sheeta for the Women's AEW Championship. But I thought AEW's women's division sucked. Better than what they put on SmackDown. Uh, Then we see they begin exchanging blows. Both of these women are using a Japanese style on full display. Sheeta looked very focused. Mm -hmm. I like the Japanese style. I mean, I wouldn't want to see it every week. But it's nice to see it. Once in a while. The Japanese style, it's hard hitting. That's what makes it fun. Yes, but you can't have hard hitting women, remember? The fuck you can't. <clears throat> we see Sheeta slam Hater. Then she slams her into a corner. Then she gives her a knee strike to Hater's face. Looks like she was trying to break her nose so she can match Britt Baker. Uh, Sheeta looked to be in control of the match early. Then Hater turns. She begins to stomp Sheeta in the corner. She pulls Sheeta outside the ring. She sends Sheeta into the steps, then into the rail. You do not want to be outside of the ring fighting Jamie Hater. No, no, you don't. Hater gets a two count. They both hit each other with a clothesline and go down on the map. Sheeta gets a drop kick. Then we see Sheeta with a suplex off the apron onto the floor. Rebel distracts the ref, which is new because, you know. Uh, Then we see Britt with the kendo stick in the ring. Sheeta grabs Britt, gives her a kick to the face, then hits her with the kendo stick. Then we see... I put line cord, but that don't sound right to me. From Hater, she gets the pin and retains, which we all knew she was going to keep the belt. I put the match was awesome. Uh, then we see Rebel and Britt attacking Sheeta. And then we get the somewhat return of one Tony Storm, who comes out and takes Rebel. And then you see her and Haters in the ring with the belt. And then we see Soraya come down and begin to take out Rebel and Britt. Tony Storm is Soraya's partner. Nope. Yep. They want to have Tony come back. I was being sarcastic. I know. But, uh, no. Hater versus Sheeta. Uh, could go down. As one of the best women's matches of That has to be women's match of the year. I would say that, or Hater versus Tony Storm, or Hater versus Riho. You know what? Just any fucking Hater match. That's because you're a Hater Gator. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I'll start calling you now. You're a hater gator. But no, Jamie haters. Her and Tony Storm have been the two. MV- I would say if they were able to split MVPs, it would go to Hater and Storm. For 2022, it would go to Hater and Storm. One of those two, at least. I can see that. Because they both carried that women's division. Uh-huh. Sorry, Britt. What you, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but that was dynamite. That was probably the best match of the night. Well, I'm just biased, so of course I'm saying that. And I, and that's coming from someone who don't really like women wrestling from me. Women's wrestling is fun. But I've said this before. I've never been a big fan of women women wrestling. But this year, AEW has put on some dang good matches in the women's division that have kept my interest. And you know that, yes, I do find some of the women hot, but that's not the reason why I care about women's wrestling. Well, I mean, I find some of the men hot, but that's not why I like watching men wrestle. Is that- that's just what I grew up on. Well, I didn't really grow up on women's wrestling because, you know, WWE. Well, I meant wrestling do. in general. Yeah, but... I've been watching wrestling for, like, 40 years. I'm old. Here, let me put it like this. You know I like women's wrestling because they're good. And there's a reason I watch stardom. There's a reason I care about the AEW women's division. Just women's wrestling is fun. I want to check out the, uh, what is it, WOW? The one Maria... Women Can- of Wrestling? Yeah, the one Maria Canellas does. I think it comes on the CW or CBS. I think it does in certain areas, and then you can watch it on YouTube at later dates. I don't know. I know you can subscribe to it. But, um, no. I'm not like some of these guys that only like women wrestling because... They're hot. I actually like to see them wrestle. And I just say that some of the women are hot. But the women actually do have talent. They can wrestle better than some of the men can. That is true. I will give you that. Like, I would probably put Rhea Ripley up against most men. And she probably could whoop their tail in a wrestling ring. I agree I could out-wrestle Roman. Ew, in a heartbeat. Most. The women that could out-wrestle Roman would be Rhea, Hater. Who else? I would say Sheeta, Asuka, and maybe Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Okay, so that was Dynamite. <coughs> Dynamite was fun. Yeah, it was a good show. Give it a eight and a half. Would be a ten, but that, that Keith Lee promo was bad. Yeah, that Swerve Keith Lee segment was cringe. 
If it wasn't on the show, the show would have been a 10. Yes. But, yeah, it's an 8 because of that. 8.5. I would agree with the 8.5. So, moving on to Rampage. Uh, We get the Three Kings Battle Royale for $300,000. A lot of money. Lot of money. Uh the rules are about the same for uh a battle royal except all the team members have to be thrown out in order for a team to be eliminated from getting the money. So each team has three members. It, right? Was that right? Yeah. And all three members have to be eliminated for your team. Not to be able to win. Mm-hmm. So. Chucky e. T was the first eliminated. We have Kip Sabin and Orange Cassidy in the corner going at it with each other. I put Roosh was looking mighty fine because I always enjoy some Roosh on my TV. <clears throat> I put why did Dark Order get an intro? Dark Order triple team pressed in Vance. Because, you know, they're a little salty for him leaving. As they should be. Um, The Blade knocked out OC, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> Both Arch Cassie and Kip Sabian got eliminated. They begin fighting up the ramp. Uh, We get... Jalistico gets eliminated. Roosh gets eliminated. And Helico gets eliminated. Mox gets eliminated. Now, Mox eliminated Evil Uno as Yuta was holding back Reynolds. Um, Roosh, sorry. Roosh eliminated John Silver. Then Roosh eliminated my man, Yuta. And then after Dark Order got eliminated, Hangman Page comes in and begins taking it to Moxley. Um, Top Flight finally eliminates Moxley. Moxley and Hangman get it on again. Then we see Mox come off the top rope and takes out Security and Hangman. Claudio is left in alone with Top Flight. And Top Flight ends up winning. And their partner was A.R. Fox, who had previously been eliminated. I was happy Top Flight and A.R. Fox won. I wasn't expecting... I was not expecting that, neither. I was expecting it to be, like, best friends or... Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club. Maybe Dark Order, because... I don't know, TK's been shitting on Dark Order lately. No offense. No offense, but, like, he don't know what to do with them. He hasn't had anything to do with them for two years. Like, when Birdie Lee died, it was like, I'm fucked, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. Which, also, yesterday, was two years since he passed away. Rest in peace. So, miss you, Brody. Yep. You were cool. <clears throat> so next, we get a Kingston Ortiz promo. Um, House of Black has been calling them out. Um, Kingston says, hit the lights, do the creepy thing. We get a video. 
Um, Malachi says, in due time, um, spill some friend enemy crap. I'm not going on Shakespeare because I didn't have time to write it down. But it's basically the friend of my friend is thine enemy bullcrap. If I was an English major, I would probably know that by heart. Maybe setting up an Ortiz turning on well, Eddie? could be because Kingston and Ortiz began questioning each other. And we have Chris Jericho on commentary. And Chris Jericho says, Julia Hart is a witch. Yeah. Then we have a Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara promo. Uh, Garcia proceeds to tell Sammy, I don't like anything about you, but we'll put up with it because I'm a professional. Daniel, we agree. We don't like anything about Sammy neither. Oh, no, we don't. Uh, then we get the Jay Cargill and Vert Vixen match. Squash match. <clears throat> Pretty much. Jade faceplants Vixen. Uh, Vixen has no offense against Jade. She finally gets a little bit. Uh, Jade pretty much can end this match whenever she wants. Finally, Jade hits her with a pump kick, gets the win, and Jade is 45-0. and 0. We can see some tension between Red Velvet and Jade coming, if you've been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Then we get a Ruby Soho promo talking about Anna and Tay. Um, and reveals her partner, and it is none other than Willow, which I love Willow. Yeah, Willow's cool. Then we get a Wardlow promo, says Joe attacks people from behind, and that he didn't tap him out. And then we get Billy Gunn, who is taking the place of Max Caster, who's not cleared to wrestle. So, Billy Gunn is teaming up with Anthony Bowens to take on Jay Lethal and Double J Jeff Jarrett. As I put, uh, Max Caster's rap was decent. Wasn't really anything notable. Um, Lethal and Bowens begin to exchange blows. Bowens gets a two count. Then we finally get Billy Gunn and Jeff Jarrett in the ring. Jarrett hits Billy with a thumb to the eye. I put nothing like geriatric men wrestling. Can we hurry up and get this feud over with? Oh, I thought you wanted me to hurry up. No. Um, yes, I agree. Can we hurry up and get this feud over with? Bowens falls out of the ring. Then outside the ring, Jared hits him with a clothesline. Bowens with lethal. Lethal begins beating him down. They isolate Bowens. Billy finally gets in. He begins to take out Lethal and Jarrett. He gets a two count. Um, Sanjay hits a low blow. Jay hits the lethal injection and gets the win because the ref got distracted. And, of course, we have the worst ref in AEW yet again doing a main event. But that's another rant for another day. And that's it. But yes, can this feud be over? I'm I'm a little over it. And to be honest, I do not need to see Triple J, uh, Double J on my TV every week. No. Like, I don't have nothing against Jeff Jarrett. 
I don't like him. I don't hate him. He's old. Geriatric man wrestling. I don't need it. See, but at least Billy Gunn looks good for however old he is. I want to say that he is in that Chris Jericho range. Hey, Siri. <coughs> How old is Billy Gunn? Billy Gunn is 59 years old. Yep. So he's almost 60 years old and it looks that damn good? Damn. But that was Rampage. It was AEW from last week. That was Holiday Bash. I would say it was a solid week. Yeah. Would have been even solider if you'd have had it with my state where I could fucking go. Fucking PK. <coughs> mm. I'm a little salty about that. Mm-hmm. I'll get over my saltiness, I suppose. But I would give AEW a... I'd give Rampage a 7. Well, I was just going to... Do what we always do and give them both the rating combined. I was going to say like an 8.6. Combined, I would probably give it an 8. Rampage was kind of lackluster for me this week. It was just way too many promos for me, but... The good thing, the best thing from Rampage was the trios match. I mean, it could be worse. Like, the best thing for Raw and SmackDown is when it ends. Yeah. But, that's it for us on this episode. But I will say, uh, Dynamite for this week will be kicking ass from Colorado. That Those matches, whoo! Well, when does Dynamite not kick it? Well, I mean, there's some that are, eh. Yeah. And then there's some that are, Holy shit! Most of the time, they're holy shit. Yes, because, you know, TK Brain is, like, on a thousand all the time. Let's see. So, we have the False Count Anywhere match with Death Triangle Elite. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. That should be a banger. Ethan Page versus Daniel Bryan. That should be a banger. Soho and Willow versus Tay and Anna. And we get Top Flight versus Claudio and John Moxley. Those are the matches that have been announced so far. Top Flight versus Claudio and Mox. That's going to be a fun match. Um, Not sure. I think the match will be decent, but it will probably be the worst match of the night, which, no offense to... Soho, Willow, Tayar, Anna J, but you got the Elite and Death Triangle in a false count anywhere match. Got Ethan Page versus Danielson, which is going to be a banger. Wardlow versus Samojo, which could be a banger, booked right. And you have Top Flight versus Claudio and Moxley, which could be a banger. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the match is going to be bad and I'm not shitting on them. I think the match will be fine. Just. <clears throat> My only issue with the women's match is I have not seen any improvement in Anna J. 
Tay, I've seen improvement in. Her wrestling, I've seen her improve from earlier in the year. So, I saw somebody say this the other day, speaking on the whole... I think it was either earlier today or yes or last night. But I saw somebody say that people who come from the WWE and only have a WWE wrestling background, they it takes them a little bit to get used to the way like a Japanese style of wrestling or different styles of wrestling instead of it being the WWE way and that's what took Tay a little bit to get a hold of because her first wrestling company was in WWE and she was fine there. It just took her a little bit to get her footing with AEW because it's two completely different styles. Mm-hmm. The Winnipeg show is close to a sellout. Oh, of course it's going to sell out. Jericho and Kenny? Fuck yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Claudio. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Claudio. Somebody else's birthday. I think it's Yuka's birthday. Yeah. Hello, Matt. Um, oh, you don't say Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff says his relationship with AEW is not good anymore. No, oh, you, shit. Sh- you shitted on Tony Khan. Do you think the man's going to offer you a job? No. No. But that's all I have. I think that's all you have. Um, We didn't talk about the 10-second prom video package we got. Oh, yeah. So, Wednesday night on Trash. Dynamite. Trash. They released what the new presentation is going to look like. It's different. It's red and blue. Okay, so I don't have a problem with the colors. Like, everybody's bitching about the colors. It's not the colors that I have a damn problem with. It's the fact that you basically copied a fucking WWE thing. But they didn't. But they did. If you're going to change your shit, then you need to be creative enough to come up with a whole brand new idea that does does not have any similarity to your competition. Old people don't like change. I like change. I change my underwear every day. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I there's similarities, but it's not... Uh, Zach, copy and paste. Oh, so that's what happened with that. What? Shinsuke Nakamura told Yahoo Sports about talking about his match with the great Muda that Vince declined the request, and then when Triple H took over, Triple H approved it. After all the shit the Great Muda did for you, Vince, that you wouldn't be an asshole. Oh, it's Vince, of course. But. Oh, somebody posted the stuff from Dax's. 
podcast. But yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Goodbye, people. Goodbye.